0: Friends watching and listening, thank you for joining us in this video. It's a privilege that you are watching. I want to invite you. What if you go quickly to the website vchurch.us and click in the tab that is called bulletins. You see it now in the screen. Click in bulletins and go directly to the bulletin of this day. You can download it. And then you can be able to make your notes. Uh, Some of us here, like Ronnie, he, he uses his iPad and he's making his digital notes in the iPad as well. And others prefer writing down those things. So we welcome you here. Priorities in life, April 14, 2019. What a topic, isn't it? Priorities in life, Okay. Let me start by telling you that the scripture is absolutely clear what comes first. And we found that in the scripture in the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, chapter six and verse 33. We read all together in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you everything else will be added to you when when you seek first the kingdom of God but that is not what people do unfortunately and sometimes hello we don't do it either which is a mistake we are going to study today why it is so important to seek God's kingdom first Well, the first thing that we know is life is complex. It's very complex. And you know, it's not getting any easier. It's the opposite. It's going to be more and more difficult. Have you noticed how the changes in technology are forcing us to learn more and more things? In every field, life is becoming more and more complex. There are so many things to take care of. Family, bills, health, church our devotion our school friends that uh, sometimes say to us i haven't heard from you in forever and we are like yeah you're right what is happening with you you don't love me anymore and we say no it's not that it's just that it's being so busy it's crazy and that is the way that we say it right oh it's just crazy it's crazy way too much because life is complex you know, sometimes we feel like the guy in this video, that we have to do something. And it's like, yeah, okay, I got it. I'm going to take care of this. And we are using even our devices. And we are trying to find where is what. And we say, okay, I got it. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. But it's just a matter of seconds when then we say, well, what is what I was doing? And what about this? What about that? Because suddenly more ideas are coming to our minds telling us there there are more things to do. Sometimes we are in the middle of work and then somehow this idea of contacting somebody in the family that we promised we will call back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is a problem that we have. Our lives are too busy that sometimes gets a little bit, uh, uh, I will say, stressful. That's the word. There is a huge possibility that we would become irrational and unhappy people when we are so stressed out. What is the meaning of being irrational? That we are not going to be reasonable. It's just irrational reactions. Let me show you that one of the things that why we are getting so crazy is because we have not learned how to prioritize. We just do things according to how we feel. You know, I feel like I'm going to do this today. I feel like in the next hour I'm going to do that. And we just go by the motions. But we are not prioritizing properly. And uh, as a result of that, we do crazy things. Like overreacting, even in a doctor's office, when he is trying to help us. And he says, lady, here's a glass of water. Take it easy. Take it easy. It's not his problem that we are hurting. Do you agree? And you know what? Sometimes it's not the doctor. It could be a son, a daughter, a friend, a co-worker, somebody in the store but we just flip out, (laughs) we just overreact. And why is that? Why is that that we are overreacting and going out of control? You know, some people say, oh, that's a female thing. No, it's not a female thing. It happens to men and women. Oh, you know, she is too old. He is too old. He's a grouchy old man. No, it has nothing to do with age or gender. It's just the fact that we feel overwhelmed with all the things that we got to do. That's why we need to go to the scripture. What is what the scripture is telling us? Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Okay, I want to tell you that in life we need to have priorities. And when we put God's kingdom first, you will see wonderful things in your life. Today, we are going to discuss this. The first thing that you are going to gain or obtain when you seek God's kingdom first is you will have emotional health. The second thing that you will have is mental health. You will be more understanding. You will make better decisions. The third thing, you will have good physical health because you will start making rational decisions that will help you to feel better, to take care much better of your health. And finally, you will have a good financial health, which makes everyone happy, right? When you don't have the money and you have all those bills piled up there, you are freaking out. That's the reality. And many people are crazy out there Precisely because their finances are a disaster. And what else their health physical health is a disaster. And what else their mental health is a disaster. They don't make rational and good decisions and emotionally speaking. (laughs) Wow up and down up and down. It's just crazy. And all that is because there are no good priorities in our lives. People are not making the right choices. And I want to teach you today wonderful things, how you can get all these four things when you seek first God. Seeking the kingdom of God first. So let's start with the first one. How is that you can have a better emotional health if you seek God's kingdom first? Well, what are the most important emotions that we have? Fear and anger. And that's why you see so many people freaking out all over the place. Because they are afraid. They can't go to sleep because they are frightened, thinking, what am I going to do tomorrow? I have to do this. I have to pay that. I need to take care of somebody, Uh, etc. And all this agony is a huge disorder, emotional disorder. Fear and anger is the other issue. But let's start talking about fear. I want you to read with me this verse. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. Read together, please. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Okay, that is great, but I don't get it. What what is that supposed to mean? Well, I understand. It's confusing. Here is the explanation to this verse. One explanation, and I want you to grasp it. And apply it into your life. God is love. Correct? Yes. If God is love. And you are seeking his kingdom first. What is the first thing that you should receive from God? Love. Exactly. Love. And when you have that perfect love in your heart. What will happen with fear? It Goes away. So how you do this in a practical way? Every time you're in your home and you start to feel a little bit frightened, you are in your car and you are frightened, you are doing your job and then you are frightened, all that you have to do is just to pray and say, Dear Lord, I know that you are love and your perfect love casts away fear. Make me feel that you love me, Lord. Let's do an exercise here right now. Stop what you are doing. If you are watching, stop what you are doing. Now I want you to do this. Please close your eyes. Close your eyes, please. Now lift up your hands. And now say with me, Dear God, God, make Make me feel loved by you. Make me feel loved by you. Now breathe in. Make me feel loved by you, Lord. Now, you tell me that you don't feel love. You feel the love of the Lord. You feel His presence. You feel how much He loves you. And then you say, "Well, I, I didn't feel anything. Okay, let's do it again. And you do it two, three times, five times. And you go, still I don't feel anything. Just keep saying it. Keep praying. Eventually, you will start to receive that. You will get used to that. That's why when we are worshiping the Lord, guys, it's so important. Hey, Principle. In order to receive, we first must give. Okay. Because the law says, the principle says, if we give, we will receive. Get this. We are singing to God. We are worshiping you to God. There are two people, two individuals. One is kind of cold. It's kind of, you know, just like, yeah, we are singing. So how much this person is giving to God in that moment? Now, let's compare the second individual. The second individual we are singing, this person is, even without knowing how to sing, but this person is, from his heart, is just saying, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Is this person giving or not? You see? I love you, Lord. You don't sing. You don't know how to sing. But you can speak. You can say, God, I love you. When we give to the Lord, he's going to give you back. Here in church is the place where you should feel the love of God right away. Why? Because this place belongs to him here. He dwells in this place. His Holy Spirit is moving in this place. And through the camera and touching people every time we are talking about God, he moves. But if you don't want to open your heart, if you don't want to give to him anything, it's heart that you will receive. Not that he won't. Because remember, this cross, not this particular one, but on the cross, he gave his life for you. So you cannot say, he doesn't love me. No, no, no. And by the way, I want to talk to anyone who is watching thinking, I have never received the love of God. I want you to to know you are absolutely wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You get it? Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Equivocado. Wrong. Because on the cross, he paid the price for your salvation to redeem you from your sins, to make you free. He loves you. He loves you so much that gave his life for you. Open your heart and receive his love. Okay, so now that we discussed this, we understand that when we feel frightened and we say the prayers, Lord, please make me feel loved. As soon as you start receiving that love of God, all the fear is going to go away. Practice it. Master it to the point that you will never will feel frightened. Never again in your life. It doesn't matter if it's in the middle of the night and it's dark and there is no electricity and you start hearing noises You are by yourself in your house. It doesn't matter. You will say, Lord, make me feel loved. You are my God. You know, the Lord loves you. He wants the best for you. He loves you. So you say, you love me, Lord. And you breathe in and out, which is a great thing to do to put oxygen in your brain the way that you stand not not like that i'm afraid i'm no 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 you stand straight lord make me feel love. that is that is powerful friends the fear is going to go away all right that's the most important thing in your emotions but, but what is the other emotion that we live anger Well, not me, Gian. I never get upset. I'm such a cool kind of person. You will never see me angry. Okay, good. Okay, we'll talk about it next Sunday. (laughs) You say you don't get upset. Wait, and then we will talk. We all experience that. We all have our moments. Everyone. Sometimes the reason why we have those moments is for medical. Biological reasons. Other reasons. But what is the key in being able of not continuing being angry? What is the key? Learn to three things. Do not judge anyone. Do not condemn anyone. And forgive everyone. Why you get upset in the store? I will tell you why you get upset in the store. You get upset in the store... Because the person is not talking to you the way that you want. You are thinking, if I was him, if I was her, I will be speaking to this client in a very nice way. Not like you are talking to me. So what we are doing there? We are judging the individual. Not that it's right. I'm not saying it's right. But the truth of the matter is we are judging that person. We are in the driving. We are in our cars. And how beautiful is to see those individuals that just mm, cross in front of you, right? (laughs) You are about to park, right? You have your hazards. You waited two minutes until the spot was free. And when you are just getting ready to park, there is someone. And zoom. Correct? That happens. It's life. And we get angry. Out of control. How many people get into huge fights? and even shootings for things like that. So you don't do that. What what is what we do? We don't judge people. Even the way that they are driving, that is crazy. We don't condemn them. We just say, I forgive you, buddy. I'm gonna go somewhere else. You continue driving, find another park spot. The person did this in the highway. You stop, let him go, let him go, go, go away. You just forgive, do not judge, let him go. When you apply these two principles in your life that I just shared with you, you will see you will be a much calmer individual. You will have a better and much more relaxed emotional life. Okay, let's go to the next point, which is the mental health. How is it possible that when we are seeking God's kingdom first, we have... A good mental health. Well, it's because after our emotions are under control, we will be able to make better decisions. And the most important decision that you need to make in your life is to rely on the Lord. But that is not what people do. People always are trusting in themselves. I got this. I know how to do this. I'm I'm going to take care of this. Don't think that way. Yes, certainly you are the one who has to have the strength to do the job, doing whatever is what you need to do. Somebody has to go grocery shopping. Somebody has to wash the car. Somebody has to clean the house. Somebody has to do the job with this equipment. Somebody has to do the job. We do the job, but we put our trust in the Lord. Let's read all together, please. This beautiful scripture, guys. This is amazing. Jeremiah 39, 18. Are you ready? Okay, let's read it together. For I will surely save you, and you shall not fall by sword, but you shall have your life as a prize of war, because you have put your trust in me, declares the Lord. What a promise here. Victory after victory after victory after victory. Things that you can't imagine the Lord will do for you when you put your trust in yourself. Is that what the scripture says? No. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm I'm very smart. Do you know how many years of experience do I have in this business? Do you know that I have degrees? Do you know how knowledgeable about I am about these things? Or do you know that I have contacts? Don't trust on any of those things. Trust only in the Lord. Amen. Put your full trust in the Lord, even if it's something as simple as making scrambled eggs. <laughs> you are scrambling the legs, but, but you are not trusting in yourself. You trust in the Lord. And you are grateful. You just thank you, Father, for my, my breakfast. And you know what? Before you put the eggs there, try this. Saute some onions, one minute, and then thirty seconds. Saute some garlic, and then put some tomatoes there. And then put the scrambled eggs, the eggs there, scramble them, and then add some spinach. And then get your toast. It's a healthy breakfast, easy to do. Whatever, it's just an example. Try to enjoy life. Enjoy life. Whatever is what you like to eat or whatever is what you do. Enjoy your life. Putting your trust in the Lord. Okay? There are four things that you will do if you are trusting in the Lord. When you are trusting in the Lord, you rely on the Lord. The first thing you will do is you will organize your things. You have everything organized. Everything has must have a place, tools, where the tools go. In the closet? No. Where the keys should be? Where is the key of the house? Where are the passwords for the websites? You see, organization. If you don't have your things organized, your life will be miserable. Because you will not find anything. And you see. It has nothing to do with the fact that God loves you. And wants to bless you. But if you are not smart enough. To not organize your things. Don't don't think God doesn't love you. You have to organize your things. The second thing you will do. Is you will have a good schedule. You have to have a schedule. And plan when you are going to do what. Put it in the calendar. One thing that I suggest you. Become someone accountable. Talk to one of your friends or mentors or friends, relatives, whoever you want. Be accountable. Tell people where you're going. Make sure that somebody knows what you are doing. Becoming accountable, that means you are humble. You are not the king of yourself. You are not the queen of yourself. You're just a person that likes to be accountable to others. There is nothing wrong with telling others about when are you going out of town? When you come back out of town? Where are you eating today? With whom you are meeting? There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, you're not going to put it on Facebook, right? Hey, that's different. By the way, you know, some people just love to bring attention to themselves. And they are posting breakfast, lunch, dinner, what they are eating. Oh, this is me now in between my lunch and breakfast. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking a personal relationship between you and somebody. You are accountable to that person. You share with others. And, of course, when you are trusting in the Lord, you are going to be reasonable. You know, last week I had a couple of huge things that I needed to, to make a decision. Well... I texted my mentors and uh, I said, can I have a talk? They gave me the appointment and I made the phone calls. I told you this before. I do that. So here is me making the phone calls. How are you? And then after the greeting, and how is everything going? And I said, I have a question. This is my situation. I shared the problem. And then I said, what do you think? So here's the answer. You know what is interesting? In both occasions, both of my mentors told me exactly the same thing, exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do. (laughs) And I hated it. I was so mad, I thought, but why? You And one of my mentors is Billy Billy, you know him, he has been my mentor for many years. And I said, Billy Billy, but what about this and that? I tried to argue with him. And he convinced me. He said, no, Gian, because this and that. <sighs> okay. Yes, you're right. Then the second is Pastor Ted Traylor. And I called Pastor Ted. How you doing, Pastor? Good, Gian. What's What's going on with you, Pastor? This is the situation. I think maybe I should do this. He said, no. What you need to do is this. <sighs> okay. Thank you, Pastor. I'll do it. <laughs> You become reasonable because you are speaking with someone that first has a larger vision than yourself, more experience than yourself, loves you, cares for you, and can see things from outside. Okay, that's all that I'm going to say. Next thing, physical health. How is it that when you seek God's first a kingdom of God first. You will have a better physical life. Well, first of all, it's because you have to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. The Lord lives in you. Let's read all together. 1 Corinthians 6.19. Ready? Okay. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own our bodies are not ours whoa, 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 what what <laughs> i thought that this was my body no our bodies are god's body no body but our bodies belong to the lord that's what i meant our bodies belong to the lord he dwells and he wants the best for us so when you understand that first thing that you should do with your body is Do your best to have enough hours of sleep. Well, you know, I can survive with four hours of sleep. Yes, you will survive. But you will not have good physical health. What about six hours? Well, that's fine. But you are not going to perform as well if you sleep at least eight hours a day. You need to go to bed earlier. What is the problem that we have in these days? We are so tempted... To watch another show. To continue being on Facebook. To continue doing whatever we want to do on the phone. That it is 11, 12, 1, 2 a.m. And here we are. Wasting time. Because you are not studying. You are not reflecting in God's word. <laughs> no. Let's face it. You are just trying to entertain yourself. But if you force yourself to go to sleep, you will do it. I read something very interesting about going to sleep. It says, turn off the lights and then start blinking. Just blinking. Blink, 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 blink. It says that that exercise helps you to go to sleep faster. You know, I'm so exhausted every night. <laughs> I go to bed. And in a matter of two minutes, I'm out. I just turn to the right side. And then... My wife says to me, that is a blessing. I can't do that. And I say, well, sorry, but I I do. And I force myself to go to sleep. Sleeping is so important for your physical health. The second thing that is important is, what are you eating? What are you eating? Okay. I'm going to share with you now three things that my personal friend, Dr. Julio Jorge Taracena, recommends and i thank you doctor friend of mine for giving me this list i appreciate that very much so this is what he says this is the list of yes yes meaning this is what you should be eating vegetables fruits chicken fish fiber cereals grains drinking enough water and organic juice that is what he suggests that is the list of yes things that you should eat okay now the second thing that he said is those things that you, be, you should be careful with restriction. Number one thing, sugar. Be aware of the damages that sugar can do in your body. Excess of salt and alcohol. Very limited. It's dangerous for your health. And the list of no's. The number one thing, Fat. Everything fat and fast food, he says, oh, stay away from it. Carbonated drinks, woo, f- go away from that. And anything that has too much sodium. Thank you, Dr. Julio Jorge Tarasena. Appreciate that, friend. All right. So we discussed then that for, in order to have a good physical health, we need good sleeping and eating right. But what is the third thing? Exercising. Ah, no. And I have a funny story about that. My dad, who never exercised in his life, he was a funny guy in that matter. He said to me one day, you know what? The day that I see somebody jogging in the streets and I see this guy with a big smile on his face, then I will start exercising. Well, you know, it was a joke. But the truth is, exercising is good for you. Regardless what is your age, you should invest time exercising, moving. The issue we have today is we need to work a lot on computers, correct? We have to be in front of the equipment. And sometimes there are hours and hours sitting in the car, etc. Try to move. It's for your own benefit. Try to move. Go places. Stretch yourself. Stop every 15 minutes. Somebody told me this. If you have to be in front of the computer for three hours, set your timer every 15 minutes, beep, 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 and then you get up and you stretch yourself. You move, lift up your legs, 20, 45 seconds, move, move, move. Go to the bathroom, drink a little bit of water, come back and go ahead. Moving is necessary. We were created to move. So. Exercising important. And the last thing about your physical health is be prudent when you are moving. What is the meaning of that? I have seen many people getting into accidents because they are not being prudent. They are around equipment. There are doors, drawers, a lot of stuff there. And they are just moving like blind. Boing, boing. Getting hit everywhere. Hits in the head, hits in the arms, in the legs. And they say things like, I am clumsy or whatever. And you know what I think? I hate hitting myself. That's what I think. I have hurt myself, you know, without paying attention. The door of some cabinet there, and I get up, boing! You know, these things happen. But I don't like it. So I fight against that. How do I fight against that? By paying attention and being prudent. Using equipment. I have seen people falling from ladders and getting into huge health problems because they were not prudent. And you have seen videos, I, I bet, those guys that are three guys holding a ladder, <laughs> this is what because they wanted to get a football out of a tree. You know, it's (laughs) things like that. Be careful with your body. You have to realize that if you hurt yourself, let's say you hurt one arm, hand, shoulder, knee, your hips, whatever organ you hit, you have to realize that will be in your body for the rest of your life. Do you want that? I know you don't. Oh, be careful when you are moving. Be prudent in your driving. Be prudent in everything you are doing. You don't want to get hurt. And finally, I'm gonna to talk to you about the financial health. When you put God's kingdom, you will have a good financial health. And how that happens? Well, by realizing that whatever we have, Comes from the Lord. Simple as that. So let's read all together in James chapter 1 verse 17. Ready? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights. So what is the meaning of that? That everything we have, everything we own, is not because we bought it. It's not because we got the money for it. It's coming from God. It's coming from God. So how do we put God first here? Well, it's very simple, friends. The first thing that I want you to know is that you need to work with a budget. You need to have a budget when you have your income and your expenses. If you don't have a clue about how much money is coming in and how much money is going out, you are going to end in a huge problem. So you see how important it is to put God first, because He will help you with your emotions, and then He will make you He will help you to make good, reasonable decisions, you will have a good physical health, and third, you will be able to make rational decisions with your money. And who comes first in your budget? The Lord must be the number one. And then your needs. But here is the problem. Most people, as soon as they receive the money, they want to go and eat to a restaurant that is going to spend $100 in a dinner. Because they think, I deserve this. I work so hard. So who is coming first here? Me. You see? that's, That's wrong. No, 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 no. You put the Lord first and then your needs. What is needed? What are your necessities? You write it down. And if you can, try to save some money. Priorities in life, friends. But here is the deal. Everyone makes his own decision, correct? Now, people love, love to say, well, you know what? I cannot make my own decisions about my emotions because my boss is mean. So he is always mean. And I cannot have peace in this job. (laughs) No. You can have peace because your peace comes from God, not from your supervisor. Do you realize that? Don't blame your supervisor. Don't blame the work environment. That's why you are angry or frightened. Mm -mm. Your peace comes from the Lord. And what about your decisions? Your health and your finances, the same thing. You need to realize everyone makes his own or her own decisions. And I want to share with you a passage of the scripture. And I want you to read it with me, please. In Proverbs 19.3. <laughs> Let's read it together. People ruin their lives with the foolish things they do. And then they blame the Lord for it. You know, I ended it in this fight because I'm frustrated. And why am I frustrated? Because my spouse left me. Because I lost my job. Because I don't make enough money. Because, you know, I, I was born without a leg. And all this is God's fault. You see? It's what the scripture says. People ruin their lives. And then they blame the Lord. Don't don't make that mistake. And I want to talk to my friend watching or listening. If you are the kind of person that is unhappy with your life, you you need to stop doing this. You need to stop blaming God for your problems. You, You have to stop it. Everything has a consequence of your decisions. You need to make good decisions. And probably the best decision you can do is to put God first. Put God first, and then you will see your life is going to be absolutely different. If you have never opened your heart to the Lord, this is the moment. Give your heart to Him and say, Lord, I'm ready. You are right, Father, in heaven. I have not made good decisions, and I need to change that. And that is going to start today. I would like to invite you, read with me the prayer that is in the screen. And say it with me. Dear God, I acknowledge that I have been mad at you. I admit it. Sadly, I have been blaming you for many things that happened to me, but it's not right. You are good, Lord. You are merciful. It is all me because I need to stop blaming everyone else. That ends today. I am sorry that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give me a new opportunity to restart my life. I need to change. Please help me, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your forgiveness. I surrender to you, Lord. I love you, God. Friend, remember that it's on the cross where the Lord Jesus Christ paid the price for your freedom, so you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus, receive that forgiveness and declare with us here in the church: I am forgiven.